Hi, I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder of Arise Ministries. Oh, I'm so excited to share this podcast with you today. With me is Mel Hyatt. She's on staff with Arise. And, you know, it's not often that I get to sit down and do a podcast with two certified biblical counselors. So I have to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous here having two certified counselors right here. And But on the other hand, I am just so comfortable and thrilled to hear the knowledge and the just the just the encouragement that they have to share uh, to you single mom a lot of the podcast today has to do with just things you're dealing with as a never married mom or a single again mother common questions you have that you're searching for answers and you just would like to sit down and have a conversation with a counselor well today is your day to do that so we are going to be asking them some questions and uh It is my heart's desire that you will leave today much more encouraged than you were when you began listening to this podcast, and that's what I'm hoping. So I want you to meet Vicki Anderson. Vicki is a certified biblical counselor. She's uh, been a counselor for 20 years, and she um, has a a counseling place called Temple Care. So Vicki, I'm so glad you're with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yes, we can't wait to hear more about but um, your counseling session as well. And also we have Emily Lindsay. Emily, welcome today. We're Thank glad you. you're here. Emily is so a certified, excited. yeah, biblical counselor. And um, she uh, has uh, has been a part of Arise in some way. So I'm especially humbled actually today to have Emily here to, to do this. So with that being said, Mel, I'm just going to turn it over to you. And let's just get started with these ladies. Thanks, Pam, Vicki, Emily. We are so thankful you're here to use your voice for our moms today. Vicki, I want to start with you. Is there anything you would like our listeners to know about you? Well, in uh, the counseling sessions that I have with uh, single moms uh, that have been through divorce, I have divorced parents, and I was at 14 when my parents divorced, mm-hmm. so I can relate to what they're going through with their children and also can relate to the children. Thank you. I bet you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Emily, what about you? What would you like our listeners to know? I am a single mom, have been for quite some time, and I have three girls, um, 20, 16, and 7. So I kind of have every age bracket there. <laughs> and, we'll be praying um, for you. Yes, thank you. Yes. thank you. I need it I as much as I heard you say, possible. I need prayer. Yes, yes. My oldest is actually married, so that has been um, a new adventure for all of us as well. So Great. That's me. I love that. Well, let's jump right in and talk about some common worries we have for our children. What do we do if our child does not want to go to the other parent's house? Um, I'm kind of go through this a little bit right now with, you know, I feel like the transition day sometimes is a little bit difficult. I have joint custody for my youngest. And um, the big re- the big thing that I try to do is to figure out the reason why. Because sometimes they'll say, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And uh-huh. instead of jumping into panicking about something horrible happening, it really sometimes is just about dad has different roles than mom. Uh-huh. Or dad's role is you don't eat in the living room where I don't really care, you know, or vice versa. So that's really my first response is to find out why, if they will talk to you. You know, um, I just listened to one of y'all's podcast about communication. And 
communication is key, even when they're little bitty to finding out what's going on and kind of be able to read them and, you know, what's happening with them. So what happens if they won't tell you? I mean, I, I just, I will ask that question because we've had moms say, I mm-hmm. ask and ask and they won't say anything. How do you know if there's not other things going on over there that that require more special attention? Um, I, For me, I feel like what I've done sometimes if she won't communicate with me in that way is I've like walked in with her there like you know instead of doing a drop off at McDonald's or whatever we've tried to walk in together and let her show me some of her toys let her show me some of her like her room there and um that seemed to calm it down and she did better but um I've also we've done drawing pictures we've done you know games like send a game with her to dads you know those kind of things um but if you're going to, you know, really dig deep and find out if there's something wrong, then um, going to a counselor is a good idea or drawing a picture or having them talk to another trusted adult that sometimes they don't feel like they can tell you because mm-hmm. they're afraid of hurting you. Right. So you're saying basically it's fairly common, you know, th- yes, that's definitely. okay. So, Mom, mm-hmm. if your child does not want to go to Dad's, what you're trying to say is that's nor- that's fairly normal mm-hmm. and to relax a little bit right 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 yeah, i can understand that as well i went through this a little bit with my oldest while i was in counseling and i remember there wasn't any real legitimate concerns other than he i'm just such a great mom he wanted to be around me all the time <laughs> no um, but i remember my counselor saying you know make sure that you don't you're not tempted to speak bad about the mm-hmm. other parent or For justify sure. the child to make yourself feel better. So make sure you're champion championing the other parent mm-hmm. to make the kid feel comfortable. Cause that was an easy, almost for my heart of, it felt good that he wanted to stay with me, sure. but I had to make sure mm-hmm. that right. I didn't let my feelings get in the way of that. Right. Definitely. And also, you know, I just want to comment too, not only them, not only do you, are you careful what you say, but then when they come back, and mm-hmm. they have all these stories of how of the wonderful time they had. And right. Emily, how do you handle that? They come back, you've missed them. They come back and they had a blast. They went to the fair. They got to eat all the candy. They got to stay up all night. They got to do this. They got to do that. How do you handle that? Well, first of all, pray because you know they're <laughs> going to be bouncing off the walls. Yes. <laughs> so, um, really, just to be excited with them because the more that they see you joining in mm-hmm. with their excitement, you don't have to be so excited about what happened but be excited for them that they had a good time Mm -hmm. you know share their emotion and be on their level with their emotion and be excited about that you know but then also deal with you know back to reality of we have to have structure and rules and that kind of thing that can be a difficult transition but in that trying to make that fun and deal with the reality of that you're the one that's very wise that's very wise. And keep in mind, too, that a child has that infrastructure that they want to be able to have the freedom to go back and forth mm-hmm. freely and to enjoy themselves both places. That's just built into them. So right. give them the opportunity to have that. In the long run, would you say that's probably best for them? Oh, mm-hmm. yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Probably, I, I would so. agree. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, what if if someone out there is saying, uh, what if my child is afraid to be away from me? You know, we've kind of you know, what if, what if there's a re- they're afraid to be away from you? There's a fear factor there. Mm-hmm. What, what would, how, how would they handle that? I think fear is very common with children. And in 
whether um, you pray for them, whether you acknowledge as like I have fears too, so that they can feel comfortable talking to you about your fears instead of feeling like they're adding uh, another problem to their to moms already mm-hmm. struggling with all of this. So just acknowledging, yes, honey, I have my fears too. Let's pray together using scripture of uh, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Mm-hmm. Write a card. Um, if they can read, write a card for them to take to their dads. And uh, with that scripture on it or with uh, a scripture of, of being afraid. Uh, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but God gave us uh, love and power and a sound mind. So try to explain to them uh, that God is with them, that they're not alone, and that they don't, you know, being afraid is is very common, but let's see what we can do about that. Exactly. And what do you do if they are able to call you while they're over there and they want to come home? Because I've, we've, we've, that's a question as well. Um. Right now, we're going through that a little bit with my seven-year-old, and we do FaceTime, and technology is amazing. I didn't have it with my two older girls to be able to do that, but this has been amazing. And so what we've come into a routine that I will sing to her and pray with her over FaceTime, and she goes to sleep that Aww. way. So um, she does want to come home, and we live close, and there are times that you know we've if it's an emergency, that type of thing, she has been able to. But most of the time, if I can convince her that it's the same there that it is at my house, that I'm singing to her and praying for her and that she's safe and that she has she has a special stuffed animal there and a st- special stuffed animal at my house, you know, we talk about all of that. We talk about how much her dad loves her. We talk about how much her Mimi loves her. You know, we talk about how much everybody loves her and that she's safe. And then usually by the time we get through all of that, she's like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. or I try to bring up something fun that they do together, and then she ends up wanting to stay. So mm-hmm. that's very wise. You're a good mama. <laughs> they just, you, you just are. sing to her. <laughs> it's and a miracle. Just, you probably have <laughs> presents for her when she comes mm. home. And no, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you're. I, I, I might need that. you to help me go to sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's your number in case yeah. I'm up at night? <laughs> Y'all don't want me to sing to you. you know, I promise. Uh, the seven-year-old tolerates it. Okay. Y'all I'll, would not want that. I'll Facetime you at two in the morning or something like that. So that's great what do we do if our children are angry with a not angry well maybe angry with us or blaming us or just angry that the dad is is not in the house with us well I think it's important to acknowledge that anger has there are roots to the anger and there's uh, four main roots to an anger and one of them is fear one of them is injustice uh, one, of them, one of them is frustration. And so as you get to the root of the anger, um, you can talk and, and just acknowledge, I want you to be able to talk it through, talk out what's causing you to feel angry and do the best you can. And like you said earlier, not to bash mm-hmm. uh, the, the dad or anybody that's in, in that family. So you want to be real careful to be um, to provide grace in their anger. Definitely. That's a good. That's I like that. That's a good point. So what happens if if um, if they have questions or they're angry at their dad? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying the question was, what if they're angry at you? What if they're angry at their dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's important to allow them to talk that through. Mm-hmm. You're not going to agree with them. 
uh, yeah, you know, I don't like him either or anything like that. You, you want to be able to t- allow them to talk it through. And again, if that's something that mom feels there's a need for a counselor, I think that's been helpful um, in, with, the, with the moms that I counsel in actually having special sessions with just the child and allowing that child to tell, talk about being angry at mom or dad mm-hmm. and then, you know, going through some counseling sessions with the child. Right. You know what? I, I want to be real transparent here. When I was a single mother and my kids went back and forth, I was really, really hurting. I, was, I didn't have all these books and all these wonderful mm-hmm. counselors to sit around and tell me what to do. I was really hurting. And I just, I, I'm not sure I did a good job of probing and asking them to talk about how they felt. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. If what they came out of their mouth was hurtful or they were hurting, I just I wasn't sure I wanted to hear it. Uh, I wish I could have do-overs in some instances mm-hmm. for that, but I I just agree with you how important it is, Mom, that just like you like to share your feelings, if they get it out, if they just get it out, that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Just getting it out. Right. So you may have to give yourself a little pep talk or yeah. Call Emily or Vicky yeah. up here. Because <laughs> anger is not a bad yes, thing. Yeah. I mean, it can lead into bad if you allow it. But anger, you shouldn't be ashamed of being angry sure, or feel sure. bad about being angry. Yes. Well, that, that's a, that, I like that. I do. Well, let me ask, how can um, some of these moms may be asking, you know, how can I help my children not feel ashamed of the fact that they don't have a dad at home? And this is whether you're... Uh, single again or whether you've never married there's not a dad at home you know how do you how do you help them not feel ashamed about their home life well if my two older girls um they we we called we called it the village if there was a group of us that kind of all helped each other out and I was the only single mom in the group everybody else you know was married and the girls sometimes would say you know I wish we had a dad at home or Mm -hmm. I wish, you know, that we had a dad to take us to do this. And, um, you know, that was a little bit difficult. And I don't know that they felt shame, but they did feel um, sadness. And I think sometimes we confuse that. I think Mm -hmm. their sadness that makes them embarrassed somewhat because they're sad about it. And then they start to feel ashamed that they feel this way. Like maybe they shouldn't feel like they don't have a, you know, they shouldn't be sad. Um, But the girls always handled it well and those dads were amazing to you know take them camping with them or to do those kind of things but um I think really the you know dealing with the shame of it is really more how we handle it too exactly if we are handling it in a way that we're not sad or embarrassed or I mean you can be that way but Mm -hmm. not share it with your children as much um, I think that's helpful to you to not put that shame on them as well as on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know what? You might just take time to realize maybe you need to redefine what a family is. Right. Mm-hmm. Just what is a family? You have your family. Redefine what it looks that's like good. in your household mm-hmm. or redefine mm-hmm. what it looks like in that. And you are, you have two family. You have mm-hmm. two, two experiences of families and mm-hmm. make it more of a mm-hmm. positive thing. That's so good. that, that kind of helps as well. So. I remember feeling a little Not a little bit. I remember feeling embarrassed of even the title of single mom. Mm -hmm. And I was at a soccer game with my son, and a lady walked up to me and said, are you a single mom? 
And I said, uh, yes. And we got in the car and he said, what's a single mom? Mm-hmm. And I said, what do, you, know. what do you think it is? And he goes, just one mom? And I said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just one mom. And he goes, oh, okay. You know, and it just was this moment I think the Lord was also bringing me to. It's, it's not a title that's changing the way that he views me. And that was the most important mm-hmm. thing. Oh, and I just had to get over that because I thought it was on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. That it was just everyone, everywhere I walked in, that that's what they saw. Um, and now that he's older, I feel empowered by it. So that was something I was definitely working through more than them. Yes. I want to bring up a question that none of us want to talk about, but we have to. And um, I struggled with this myself. But how do I deal with my ex having a new love interest and my children? liking them I have to say honestly being transparent here I'm dealing with this right now and um, I've been talking to Vicki a lot about it and um, I think the best advice that Vicki has given me is that I'm still the mom and I'm still in charge of my child's care and like not forgetting that because sometimes I get wrapped up in like what if she likes that lady more than she likes me Uh or you know I get all emotional about it and then if I can just put that all aside and really look at the fact that this is still my child and I and I love them and you know we're together as mom and child but if I don't know like I guess it's making sure that you don't let it turn into jealousy over that relationship and making sure that you're not letting it turn into something that it it's not it's really more about making sure that the child is safe and that they have a a good relationship with their father and that that's not coming that there's no other motive in there yes of you know that I think motives was a good word that Vicki used for me it's like what is the motive of the situation you know like what you still have control over that. I you don't do. know if I answered that You well. did. You answered it beautifully. It, it struck up some thoughts in my mind, and I just commend you for that, Emily, because that is a hard transition mm-hmm. for you to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through that as well, and I totally understand that. But I want to encourage our moms today. You listen to me. There is only one biological mom anyway, and um, there may be other interest in your former husband's life or whatever that might come in and out of his life but you will always you you are the one that will remain there and be there through the seasons of life that are going to come that you don't know anything about and I can tell you about those seasons coming up that you will be there you will be there you will be there and that love connection will not be broken and you should hope that if if your former husband does marry somebody in your heart of hearts you would want your child to get along with them because that is best for them especially as they grow older and they start having families of their own uh they need to they need to be stabilized in that area of their life and you can help them do that even though it's hard Mm -hmm. so i like what you said you got help from vicky you did the right thing Mm -hmm. i mean you were struggling you went to get help from somebody so moms uh, that was a wise thing to do Mm -hmm. um i want to ask any other comments on that about i'm just thinking you know at this point in my life i've had a stepmom since i was 12 years old and i have a great relationship with her and i love her and looking back 
I don't know if my mom realized how healthy that was for me. And now I, I have both of them in my life, but they serve two totally different purposes. Mm. And it was really good for me as my boys were experiencing this to bring it back to my personal life of I'm super thankful for my stepmom and she mm-hmm. did never replaced my mom. I just had two incredible women in my life and it takes an army to raise kids. So if we can get over that jealousy or even that fear mm-hmm. and look at it as there's somebody else, if if they're a great person and, and they're a great step parent, that we have more people helping us raise these little monsters because it takes <laughs> mm-hmm. a whole army mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. and then you can look at it as now I'm not having to do this on my own. And I'm so as a grown woman, I'm super thankful that I had my mom and my stepmom. Right. And moms, I just want to encourage you that that as you press into the Lord, he is your husband as you press into him and you find your validation from Christ and you find your identity in Christ and everything that makes you feel whole and healthy comes from your relationship with Christ. You won't be threatened. And uh, that's just something that is true and, and for us to press into. You know, we're talking about if you're angry, you know, that there's somebody else in in your child's life, perhaps. Let's talk about anger. Um, where does all this, sometimes you, you can't help yourself, you just explode. You just mm-hmm. you just like a little volcano, and we've all been there at one time or another. Mm-hmm. We just explode for a minute, and then we feel better, and then we just feel like we have to fix it. But where does, you know, Vicki, where does all this exploding anger come from? Yeah, I think sometimes in our uh, journey, uh, we can f- sometimes come to a realization, I can't believe this is my life. Mm-hmm. I, this isn't what I expected out of my life. And feeling really inadequate in handling the, the life that, you, that, that, that's, that you're experiencing right now. And so I think just going back to, like you said, recognizing your identity in Christ, yes. recognizing that God loves you and wants to help you in every situation. But I think it's important also to get somebody else involved in your life, to talk with a friend and, and, and say, I, I'm angry and I need someone to talk to. Because when you, you know, being a single mom, can you feel really lonely. Like yes. you're the only one going through this. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think having a team of friends or having a group of friends that you can reach out to and ask for prayer. I love that. You brought up being lonely and something nobody prepared me for. It was a lonely journey, but I have never felt as lonely as I did when my boys went to their dad's house. Mm -hmm. How, why, I mean, I know why, but why is that such this ache? And what do we do in that moment when our house is quiet? The Lord is really answering our prayers where we have a moment to ourselves. Now we can catch our breath, but it, was the longest weekends of my life when my boys were gone Mm. um i we do shared parenting so she's gone half the week and like i sometimes can't hardly wait till that night that she goes because i'm like i just need a break but then the second (laughs) she's gone i'm sad and like Mm -hmm. i would just really have to get um with the lord and just really pray and be like why am i so sad at this moment of being alone and i really have come to the point of understanding that when I it's like a disappointment like it's like this sadness of that she doesn't for her like it's more for her that she has to go back and forth like I would go through that um, sadness for her that she has to 
go from one house to the other and that type of thing. And when, once I realized that it was really more about her and her sadness that I was hanging on to that, that I was able to pray when she would leave and I would just have to just stop and pray. There's times now that I still will cry when she leaves, like at the holidays and when I know she's going to be gone, but you know, she's only going to be gone a couple of days, but Mm -hmm. I still am sad, Mm -hmm. but it's just a, it's a process. It really is a process of trying to get to the point that you um, come up with a hobby or something, you know, something that you're going to look forward to. Like now with the counseling, I know the days that she's gone, those are my counseling days. Those are the days that I see clients, you know. So that's something else that I've done, too, is put something in that time frame that I look forward to. Keep yourself a little busy. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's hard. You're literally sending your heart off to go somewhere else. And that was super hard for me, but that is really, really good advice. That is good. So, um, Mel, I was wondering about you talking to them about feeling lonely when their children are at their other parents' house. Does that kind of feel like that's what she's answered just now about the loneliness and feeling lonely, but that's just normal and that it's just a part of the process? Would you say that's true, Emily? Yes, I would say definitely part of the process because um, it, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like it's it just. Well, it's just hard. It's, it's hard. Some of the darkest times of my life was and really so much wanting to just go curl up in a ball and cry because she wasn't there, but then also still having two other girls that I needed to take care of, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. trying to be, I mean, my girls have said that they noticed that I went through a deep, dark depression when it first happened, but I went to counseling and I've dealt with it and it's still hard sometimes. I I mean, I don't know how to say that it's, that it'll go away because I don't know that it does. Sure. Well, it is hard. And mom, she would agree, being a single mom is hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it is hard now, and it, and it is hard. But there's help, and there's hope, and, the, and it's, there's encouragement from biblical counselors that give you instruction that are going through it and have gone through it. And uh, not to mention the fact that we've said so many times that God has a plan for you. And mm-hmm. just because it is this way today does not mean it will be this way later because nothing ever stays the same. Mm-hmm. So we do know that. You know what? I just want to ask, how do I keep my fears and my anger from, we, we talked about how do I keep it from affecting them? Mm-hmm. How, how, how do we keep it from affecting them? Well, I can talk from uh, the child's at, you know, viewpoint when my parents divorced mm-hmm. and my mom had a lot of negative things to say about my dad and how hard that was for me to know what to do for her. Um, so I think it's important for when a mom does have her fears and does have anger because you're going to have them to make sure that you have an adult to talk to and not lay that on your children's because that's a heavy thing to lay on a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell my kids in counseling room, your job is to be a kid. It's not to take care of your mother. It's not to try to help her navigate through this. So I think it's important for moms to have adults to talk to and, and not share all of her problems with her children. Mm-hmm. That's extremely important, isn't it? Sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like if I just tell them, I'll feel better. Yes. You know, and then afterwards. And you might. And you might. But they don't. <laughs> yeah. right. Thanks a lot, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do want to say that, that if that, that will come back, if, that, if you feel your children or your counselor 
you know, you can be that I, I need to talk to them because I need to hear what they have to say to me. If they're older children, that will come back and bite as well. They don't right. want to be your counselor. They don't want to be in that situation. So have you found that yeah, with counseling Their maturity people? level is not one where they mm-hmm. can be. Mm-hmm. They don't have it in them to take on adult responsibilities. They, they, they're a child. Their, their job, God-given job, is to be a child. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my mom would put that all, you know, her emotions on me, and I didn't know what to do with them. So that was very emotional for me with Drew you know, had all sorts of issues of my own because of that. But so as a mom, you are going to have fears. You are going to have anger because you Mm -hmm. come to terms of saying, I can't believe this is my life. But to find an adult, find someone that you can talk to. Yes. Because you don't, you don't want to put that weight you're feeling on a child Mm -hmm. and to remember I'm, I'm stronger. I'm an adult here. So if this is heavy for me, how much heavier that's going to be for them. I do love that. Something somebody said to me about talking about the other parent negatively in front of the child is that child is half them. And so when you start putting them down, you're actually sort of putting them down as Mm -hmm. well. Like when you're putting your ex-spouse down, you're actually, they don't know what to think about that other than that's part of them, you know? And so I I, love that. I sometimes stop and think about that too, you know, that I I wouldn't want them doing that to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't want her dad talking terrible about me. You know, so that's one So let me I've... throw out this last question that, that I want to ask. What do you do when they come home and their dad talks bad about you? You don't talk bad about him. No. But they come back and their dad has been talking bad about you as the mom. How do you handle that Again, with them? Again, it's letting them be a child okay. and express their feelings to you. And if they, you don't want to shut that down because you want them to be able to communicate with you and talk to you about everything. And then, you know, later deal with, the ex-spouse or whatever about the situation say please don't you know because that makes it difficult when they come home mm-hmm. I don't do that to you so let's not do that about each other sure, you know sure. um, I think that's real important to have that mm-hmm. communication with the ex-spouse if you can about yes. those kind of things that's wise advice that's wise this has been so good I wish that I could rewind and ask you all these questions when I was right in the midst of it I hope our moms have really learned a lot today is there anything else that you would like to say to our moms Vicki Emily Pam do you, do you have anything else you well, want to say I just pray a lot just yes. you know just every single day get with the Lord because it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit are you going to get through this uh, with strength and um, hope I think there was something, um, Mel, you said a while ago about um, the stigma and like wearing it on your forehead about being a single mom. I think the thing that has taken me a long time to come to grips with basically is that that is not my identity. I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. And me being my children's mother is more important than anything else in my life. And just because I don't have a spouse in the home doesn't mean that it's defective, that there's something wrong. It's it's hard, yes, but it's also one of my greatest joys is to be their mom. And um, so I just, I would like people, you know, the moms to understand that they don't have to feel shame or sadness or bitterness about being a single mom, that come into the identity of knowing that you're a daughter of the king and that he chose you to be the mother of those children. That's what I, that's what I'm hoping for, for people to find out, that for moms to find so out. That is so beautiful. Amen. That is so beautiful. Well, do you know what? In closing, I just want to talk about that prayer that Vicki had mentioned that 
the more you ask the Lord, the more you're told. And so if you don't know what to do, you might not be asking enough. So ask because he welcomes your wisdom. He welcomes your questions. But in closing, I want to read something that I saw this morning. I was preparing for the podcast this morning and had gotten two books out. Uh, to give to Vicki and to Emily, my book, The Single Mom and a Roller Coaster Emotions. And I flipped at the back and I read this and I thought, oh, this would be so, I pray it would be encouraging to moms because the, for me anyway, this topic today has felt heavy. Mm-hmm. It's just felt heavy because it's a heavy topic. It's a, it's a hurtful topic and it hits your deepest, deepest emotions. And we know that. But I wanted to encourage you that, that I want to read something here. It says, um, every single mom needs Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen tucked inside her hope chest. It says, oh, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and earth by your great power. Nothing is too difficult for you. It inspires our limited uh, imaginations with the idea that maybe, just maybe, God is bigger than my greatest fears and mightier than my toughest strongholds and fully able to restore every broken place in my heart. Maybe, just maybe. Being a single parent remains indeed the hardest assignment imaginable, and I'm sure you would agree today. But you can take courage in the fact that no matter what you are facing today, Mom, no matter how hard it is or no matter what you are facing, um, that yes, life can hurt, but God can help. I want to remind you today in encouragement, no problem is so complex that God can't solve it. No loss is so great that he can't overcome it. No misery is so deep and painful that he can't relieve it. No mistake is so grave that he can't forgive it. No prayer is so impossible that he can't answer it. And no dream is so big that he can't fulfill it. Yes, our God is a God that restores And today, if you're hurting listening to this, I just want to remind you of Psalm 7120. It says, Oh, you, O Lord, have allowed me to see these troubles, but you will put me back on my feet again. And for that, we indeed praise him. Well, friend, it's been great being with you today. Thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast, other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And, of course, we love it when you join us at Arise Ministries. Have a great day.